Hi everyone, welcome to the Heads or Tails podcast hosted by myself, Matt McClory. Welcome back to another episode of Heads or Tails. I am Matt McClory and I'm excited to bring another episode to you. Um, please help us build this podcast. We'd love for you to step into it with us. Um, give us feedback, send us a rating, tell us what you would like to learn about. Tell us what you're interested in. I would love to know what part of your world you're encountering when it comes to leadership that you need. Um, you know, you need some uh, some some help in. I just would love to hear about your story as well. Let us know. But one of the ways you could definitely help us is to like, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating, and then also share it with a friend. Would love to do that. I'm excited about this season. It's been going so well so far. But I've been talking about stewarding growth well to our staff from 1 Corinthians 12, where Paul says, I will show you a still more excellent way. So I've been talking about tension, growth, stewarding it, what happens, how it can sometimes make us uncomfortable, how sometimes change is, is uncomfortable. Sometimes we have to step into it with growth comes change, there's pressure points that exist. But the reality is this, old systems don't always work in the new season or the new space or the new chapter. And sometimes our thinking, mindsets, processes, things that we do need a good old-fashioned overhaul before we step into the growth that God has for us. So there are challenges with growth. But I talked about what it's going to take sometimes to steward growth well. I talked about how we don't get comfortable, innovate, redesign, don't get offended. But continuing on in that today, I just wanted to give us a few thoughts when it comes to stewarding growth well and what you can do as part of the team. The first is this. Number four, reset goals for the ministry and the team. What are the goals in your organization or your team? What are you going after as a staff? Um, how big do you want your team to get? How big can you grow with the team you currently have? Is there a better way that you can move forward with the goals of your team and your ministry? Um, I just want to encourage you that, 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 that you need to have goals, even personally, just thinking about your own life. What are your personal leadership goals? Do you want that promotion? Have you set that, that, that goal forward to launch that business? Could be ministry related, but don't be afraid to reset goals. I heard someone say one time, you know, you'll miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Um, you'll, you'll, you'll certainly will, will achieve, um, the goal of not having any goals. Um, it's it just, it's crazy sometimes to me that people will expect results but haven't set goals. It's real simple, but it really works. What are the goals? Um, I've been recently sitting down with some of our team, uh, individual ministry leaders, people that run different parts of our church, and I've been sitting down and saying, hey, what are the faith goals? What are your goals for the organization? What are you going after? How big do you want this team to get? What are you, what are you believing for? Um, so don't be afraid to reset goals for the ministry and the team, the organization, the business, whatever it is, set some goals. As you steward growth well, part of that is going to be about seeing the goals achieved and then resetting new goals for the future. So look at that that's an option i think that's definitely worthy of some time then the next thing i'd say is this keep raising the standard 
and keep the commitment levels high. Verse 31 of 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says this, he says, but earnestly desire the higher gifts. Are you as a leader calling someone to a higher standard? Because to me, that's what the Apostle Paul's doing through 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians and all of his letters. He's, he's constantly calling the church to a higher place. Are you calling someone to a higher standard? Are you raising the standard and keeping the commitment levels high? One question I would, would ask is this, is are you comfortable with an uncomfortable conversation? I'm going to say that again because that's, 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 that's a tough one for leaders. Are you comfortable with an uncomfortable conversation? I know that's definitely been part of my journey. It's not like I would rush in for an uncomfortable conversation, but I would say this. There are times, definitely, where things have gotten uncomfortable in a conversation. And when I know that a conversation is going to be difficult, that's my opportunity to lead. I heard a great leader say this one time. He said, leadership is just a series of hard conversations. But if we choose to, to, to steward well, this is what it's going to take. You've got to keep raising the bar. You've got to keep the commitment levels high. One thing I've noticed is, as church grows is it's easy for commitment levels to water down. Maybe you've noticed this in a large organization that you're a part of. But the larger the thing, the more people involved, the more opportunity there is for, for human nature to set in, which is, well, there's more people here, so there's less sacrifice that's needed. I believe if you want to steward the growth well, you've got to be willing to keep the standards high. Keep the commitment levels up. Are you calling your people to that higher standard? When's the last time you talked about your standards as an organization? When's the last time you said, hey, this is what we expect. This is the bar that we've set. This is what we need you to do. Leading a team, I've learned, is really just a constant struggle of calling people to a higher standard. Um, or the other side of that coin is compromise from, from the leader. But I think the reason that you're listening to this leadership podcast is because you want to get equipped and you want to grow. So if we're going to steward growth well, if we're going to grow, that means there's got to be an acceptance. There's got to be a decision made. And I think it's just one of those things as a leader, you just got to resolve in your heart in your mind just say right we are going to continue to keep a high level of commitment and a, and a high standard of growth so keep the standard high set some goals don't go after old goals you've already done that so why not set new goals but as you do that keep the standards high um the next thing i wanted to share with you is this is is when it comes to stewarding growth well Keep looking for and raising up new leaders. And I think this applies across all the spectrum of leadership, companies, startups, um, industry, large corporates, as well as churches. We have to keep looking for and keep raising new leaders. Um, one of the things that I think is a very good thing for an organization to do is to have internships. Um, maybe that's something that you could look into doing maybe you're in a company but they don't have an internship program why don't you suggest it why don't you if you're the, the owner of the business why don't you do it um one of the things i love about that is is it is, is is it's an opportunity to teach it's an opportunity to bring someone alongside um but 
it's raising up new leaders, looking for new people. And if you throw an internship out there, you wave that flag and say, hey, who's interested in this? You never know who God might send you away. But we have to be leaders that are looking, looking for new people. I'm always sort of looking across the radar of my life, the field that God's given me and seeing who's in it, seeing who's around, who's who's God sort of bringing into my world, my orbit, because I want to keep looking for and keep raising up new leaders. The, the, the leader that you raised up 10 years ago, I mean, that's great. And that really was awesome. But I just would, would question, apart from serving the purposes of making you feel good, what, what else is, is that person doing? You, you've already raised them up. You've already brought them through. They're already having kingdom impact. Maybe they're now gone and planted a church or gone and started their own thing or maybe they're still leading their team. Even if they are leading part of your team today, that's awesome, but I just would encourage you, you've got to keep looking for new leaders. You've got to keep looking for people that God wants to raise up. So keep looking for and raising up leaders. Next thing, keep believing for the greater rather than the that'll do. Um, one, of the, one of the one-liners that I just cannot stand as a leader, as a church planter, church pastor now, is the... Uh, the spirit of well, that's good enough. You know, in our, in our house, in our in our church, it's just a to me that's just an abrasive spirit to me. Um, the kind of spirit that says, well, you know, that'll do. And there are certainly certainly times where you know there's something that's just adequate for the for the job or the assignment um, that that that'll do. And obviously, some things you don't need to pay a lot of attention to. It's just kind of like got to get it done. But I'm talking about the big things. If, if we're people of faith, if we're people that believe for the greater rather than the lesser, you know, if we are truly called to be the head and not the tail, I just want to, I just want to challenge you. I just want to encourage you. Keep believing for the greater thing. Um, I've said it before in our church, but that's good enough is not a good reason for us in our church. It's just not, just doesn't cut it for me. Um, Paul cha- finishes that chapter in first corinthians 12 by saying and i will i will show you still a more excellent way um i just have a fundamental faith and belief that it doesn't matter how good we get doesn't matter how great we are doesn't matter where we get to in, in the journey there's always more for us um and i still want to be 30 years from now learning soaking it up believing for more chasing down the goals looking to God for the increase um, and just believing that, that leadership can grow. Um, and I just think that that's, a, that's an opportunity that presents itself. Okay. Moving forward, I wanted to give us just, just quickly some telltale signs that things might have grown stale. Or you may have a system that's no longer working or maybe failing. Uh, you could call these signs of aging you could call these things that, um, you know, uh, just don't work anymore. The system's breaking because the growth is coming. Um, things are changing and these are signs of aging. Sign number one with, with this, the meal has become stale. Now, what am I talking about there? I'm talking about, you know, the, 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 the presentation, the, the main thing has become stale. I think if I preach the same message every week, 
by about week four, that loaf of bread would be completely stale and no one would want it anymore. Um, are you keeping things fresh in your organization, in your system, or has it grown a bit stale? Um, one of the ways things get grow stale is we do the same thing over and over and over again. And this is very, very important in church life. We, we, we talk about this because sometimes we'll turn around and be like, man, why isn't anyone interested in this anymore? Well, it's because you're dishing out something that's stale. I think great leadership is looking at what we're putting out there and saying, is this fresh? And I look at churches and great leaders out there and I say, that's one thing that they do really well is that they're always presenting and putting forth something, whether it's content, discipleship material, preaching, teaching, whatever it is, um, it, it, it's fresh bread. It's, it's, it's not stale. Um, does what you're doing, is what you're doing maybe in need of a bit of a refresh? Um, uh, maybe it's time to, to, to freshen it up a little bit. Freshening the meal up to me um, in leadership is just simply tidying it up, recasting the why, finding you know new fresh vision, new things, making it a meal that's attractive for someone to want to come to the table and eat with you. So sign number one that, that things aren't working is it's become a stale, a stale thing or it's, it's growing stale. Number two, there are frequent breakdowns. Now, what do I mean by this? That that I'm not saying that there, that there sometimes are breakdowns in communication. That's just normal. But what I'm talking about is there are frequent breakdowns. Strikeouts are just happening a bit more than they should be or they used to. Things like communication, processes, sorting through things. I mean, does it feel like it's kind of starting to become too inefficient now where there's just breakdowns all the time? Um, so that's an, a sign there's, there's frequent breakdown here's another sign there's constant friction um, I'm not talking about things that you know constant friction is different from friction so friction is just like okay well you know that person doesn't necessarily get along great with that person so there might be some friction but you still get the job done I'm talking about constant friction where that's becoming an issue to me that could be an example or an instance where things are no longer working um, that the system is failing that something is wrong uh, for us as a church we're in the people business so there's going to be friction from time to time there's going to be people that don't get along with other people my spirit has always been towards that sort of thing is we need to take the higher road we need to remember the big picture we need to see what we're actually doing that's how we handle friction we remember the perspective. What are some other ways to handle friction? I just wrote a few things down. First of all, if you've got friction in your organization, before you do anything, pray about it. Please, the best thing you can do before you step into a conversation to address friction, strenuous things, just pray. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me. Give me insight. Give me wisdom. Help me lead. Help me know what I'm doing pray about it the next thing is own it so own the friction yourself know the issue you know address the issue just confront it head on just say look i feel like this is a problem this is an issue let's talk about it let's get through it let's get past it let's get on the other side of it so no own it know the issue believe the best input in someone as well um and then present a solution say hey this is where i feel like we should go and as a leader We've constantly got to be putting the destination in front of people. Constantly saying, hey, this is where we're going. 
it's what we're doing. I remember through the years of, of the two years of COVID uh, here as a church, I felt like my whole job as a lead pastor at church for what Jill and I needed to do was just to keep putting the destination in front of people, putting hope in front of people, putting saying, hey, we're going to get through this. This will pass. We will find ourselves in a better place. But that's a good way to get on the other side of tension and friction is to present the solution and present some hope. And then the last thought is this, the telltale sign that maybe the, the system's broken and something else is, is needed is the task has overwhelmed the target. So the thing that you're working on is now becoming greater than the actual overall why you're doing it. People are always focused on the, the target. Sometimes they forget, uh, sorry, the task and sometimes forget the target. We're tr- what are we trying to do? What are we trying to get to? Where are we trying to, to move this thing forward? If all I focus on when I'm preaching a message is the fact that I've got to go 35 minutes, I've got to have a text, I've got to have three points of an explanation, sorry, three points, an explanation, an illustration, a closing altar call, uh, I might well get caught up in the task of creating the message and forget the target that I'm actually aiming for which is to see people connect heart to heart with God and see Jesus for themselves. There's a big difference between those two things. See, if I keep my focus on the target, the mission, why I'm actually doing this, it makes and puts in great perspective the task and what I'm trying to what I'm trying to, uh, to get done in the moment. So that's a telltale sign. If you find in your team or in your organization, your church, your ministry, that people are just too focused on the task and they've forgot about the target i believe that's an opportunity for leadership and that's a way that we can move forward so there's some telltale signs that systems aren't working that things need to change but let's be committed as leaders to keep stewarding growth well to keep moving forward in the right direction and let's be great leaders knowing full well that god has made us the head and not the tail hope you enjoy this episode throw us a like a share a subscribe a rating and connect with us we would love to hear from you Thanks for listening today. We pray that this episode encourages you and helps you in your own leadership journey. We'd love for you to subscribe and why don't you leave us a review. Until next time, much love. Have you downloaded the Colonial Church app yet? Why don't you take a moment and download the app wherever you get your apps from. It's the one-stop shop for staying up to date with everything going on in church life. Messages, helpful resources, prayer requests, and so much more. Head to the App Store and download the Colonial Church app today.